You're listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hi. And Mike Connolly. Hello. And we are headed to Sweden in the 90s today for Arkan Satani's The Righteous Way to Completion. I feel like we've talked about, or Arkan Satani has been mentioned before. We certainly talked about in recent listening other projects that stemmed from this project, like Ordo Equilibrio, which I know we're all big fans of, oh, yeah. uh, Inanna, and even uh, Mikhail Stavrostrand's solo works. I have a memory of seeing him in Detroit in the late 90s, early 2000s, oh, yeah? but I cannot find any supporting evidence of that. Yeah, because when I've talked about people bringing out desktops before, like back in the day, I seem to remember seeing him bring a desktop out to a show and then thinking like he flew with a desktop computer from Sweden. Yes. I feel like you've cool. said that. Yeah. 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 So that's, but I, I went, you know, went looking for information on the internet about a possible tour or something he may have done. And I've got no supporting evidence of that. So uh, let me know if anyone else has a clearer memory of actually that happening. One thing I know clearly is that if you say Sweden in the nineties, I think gray. Gray is going to be on it for sure. Yeah, this was just this. I mean, it's one of my entry points to all of this wonderfulness and all the the sort of darkness and ambient stuff. But before we get into that, Connellys, what have you been listening to? We've been listening to so much stuff. It's been a while since we've mentioned recent listening. I'm really excited about Garo Gary Gay Gay Gay's Hotel Ultra. I don't know what it is right now on a hot summer night. It just hits right. That one is great in the summer. It's it's sleazy. It has wild samples from all over the place. It's so lounge, but it's also so obscuredly and openly sexual. Uh, and, and it's I don't know. It's it's not a complete chaos. No, no. Blow the world up, Garrow. It's it's Garrow with subtlety, with intent. Yeah, absolutely. We've discussed how Garrow can do so many things. And then when it's under the banner of Garrow, it changes how you perceive it. But this one is just pure sleaze, pure porn, gay porn audio with sacks and feels like you're driving around a city going to that hotel ultra going to a love hotel it's f- fantastic one. yeah i absolutely love it fantastic one we've been in just a garo zone in general but that one in particular has been on repeat we we listen to it a lot in the evening it's dinner music for us <laughs> we, for sure i feel like you've said that about garo before yes we've eaten dinner yes. to garo so many times probably even hotel ultra, hotel ultra. Yeah. yeah i guess some people wouldn't do that but we there are certain sounds that would maybe not be conducive to eating but i don't know i just love it i get fired up it's so fun yeah absolutely same with the singles collection on work in progress Ugh. That's been getting listened to a lot, as well as Sensory Champion. Great. I mean, who's, you know, not like who's the Sensory Champion in, in your household, listeners? It's yeah. great to think about yeah. while listening to Karen. It's also fun to have competitions. I recommend that to anyone in their household. Have a sensory competition and find out who the champion is. 
the new hospital update is incredible and has been getting listened to a lot. The mango clit is just absolute extremity in the greatest way possible. Extreme and maniacal. That booklet is just absurd. It the booklet is absolutely perfect. The gloss, the vellum, the Hellraiser, the pictures of Sal slogan, pictures of the shows, the thanks list, the misspellings, everything about it is absolutely. It took me a few tries to look at it because I kept squealing so much. Absolutely, so exciting. Perfection. The Bob Marinelli is incredible. Nineties noise. So many great moments, so many wrong moments, but it all adds up to something incredible, especially the final track. It all culminates in this amazing final track. Lost Bob Marinelli recordings. Yeah. The third organ, Loch Ness Monster. Third organ always puts a smile on our face. This is just absolute. What the hell is he doing? What is he thinking? I don't understand. He's possessed it. by the Loch Ness monster. Hey, Nessie got him. Nessie, I believe. Nessie did did a guest spot on on that album. Oh, Nessie was there. <laughs> Nessie was there. Looks beautiful and too. The presentation on all of these is just oh, top notch. Absolutely top notch. The Amson glance is insane with the insane picture <laughs> on the back. <laughs> Death to aliens. It's crazy. And it's just maniacal sounding. It is an insane album. When I see it, I think aliens, nope. <laughs> aliens, <laughs> nope. nope. And the OR, the Oswald Resurrection, absolutely incredible. So the entire, it's then that's just really great. And I, I don't Oswald know. Resurrection is just impressive. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the look of it and the sound of it, it's, I don't even know Everything how that to went describe into it. it. It's wild, yeah. It, because... It's samples. It's it's truly inexplicable in a way. I don't know what exactly to how do you define it. Hmm. I haven't listened to that one yet, so I don't. I don't uh, have yeah, an opinion it's on it. It's so, in the stack. It's really, really good, and just a one that you know the six tapes is just a absolute perfect listen and flow throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing. So we'll be really careful, Gray, because you know. I heard you damage that vellum on Mangled Clip. Look, let's not talk about it. Whoa. <laughs> that's a, that's what I would do. That's a move. I managed to, I think Mike was sweating watching me like put that back in the slip. He was like, no, 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 I'll do it. So I, I actually was so happy when I heard you did that, that gray. I felt really oh, I felt yeah, much well, better about myself. Yeah. Thanks for partaking in my misery. Hey, you <laughs> know what? Someone's got to. We can be mangled packaging buddies. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to. And the, I mean, the two new murder seven inches, absolutely incredible, both very different and both very much evocative of their individual cases. The Lasuria and the Facomulus, just exciting that the murder series is back. Obviously, our listeners know, you know, we put up our one of the Patreon episodes about the original murder series. You know how excited and hyped we are for all yeah. the new ones coming out. So those have been getting a lot of play. It's great to have some new seven inches to play over and over. And the kind that you do want to play over and over. Nice. Yes. 
Absolutely. Well, Greg, what about you? What have you been listening to, yeah, what my the heck, man? It's Greg? been weeks. Yeah, I know. And it's sometimes it's hard to keep track of all the stuff you listen to, especially over like this period of time. And I've been out of town and no, you were on a plane listening to things. Hey, 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 you were heads up, everybody. State listening to things. The extra segment today over on the Patreon, Gray's going to tell us about his trip. So heads up to hear a report from Gray's New York trip. But you had something. You had something in those headphones. You had something Frozen. in the weeks. We've been doing multiple interviews, so we haven't even had a chance to, to do too much recently. Mm -hmm. what, what the heck, Gray? Well, something I listened to before I left, and I think I even mentioned to you, is the the self-titled Sigalum S cassette. You did mention that, that to That is us. right. And I was not yes. expecting the... In fact, I thought that I put the wrong tape in there, because the, the first track is like a goth rock, like Cocteau twin sounding kind of <laughs> track that I... Like drum machine and singing and some guitar and some keyboard, maybe. Really not what I think of when I think of Sigalum S at all. But the rest I of the tape, I think we've heard that it rules. It's really cool, actually. I talked to my friend Sean about it when I was out in New York too, because he's a big Sigalomas collector and fan. And I, I was just not—I was not ready for it. It rules. But the rest of the tape follows the sort of traditional what you think of with the project, but the sort of more song-based element. I thought was really, really cool. Hey, hey, hey! We like Sean. He could be our friend too. Friend, you could be a friend of the podcast. Yeah, you know, I mean, geez. Look, I get a little possessive with my friends. If you remember, you know, we have a friend that's specifically referred to as friend Michael. That's yeah. true. That's because that's the only way. Oh, my friend Michael. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, friend I've too. only known him a couple <laughs> years, but you know, I do like that. I like it. You can claim us anytime, Gray. All right. Well, Sean is your friend too. All right. I'm making it official right now. <laughs> Thank you. And actually today, uh, I, 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 well, speaking of, you know, talking about summer scum and stuff, I saw Stefan from Just Ed and New Forces, and I grabbed a couple of things from him while I was there, including the Evil Moisture GAC CD reissue. Whoa. Oh, interesting. I, it has been a long time since I've heard this record, and it is, you're completely berserk as you expect. I think there's yes. 54 tracks on the CD. It's Perfect. an insane LP. Yeah, I think the LP had 33 tracks, and the CD has either some bonus or some, uh, I don't know, extra weirdness to it. Very cool. Uh, a lot of short tracks, a lot of weird cut-ups. You mentioned lounge music and, and sound effects, and that's, that's going on here. We, just all sorts of weirdness, and it looks really nice, too, with sort of a reproduction of the original, you know, sort of 3D off-putting screen print look to it. So very nice package. And I snagged uh, after our conversation with Al, I got the Breathing In Dead Flies Cock-Sucking Lips CD reissue on Oxidation. <sighs> and uh, just just taking a trip down Molest Lane and the Sunday Sport. <laughs> we have not stopped listening to Molest. That's and absolutely that, true. Uh, Breathing In Dead Flies in particular, and in particular... The track "Breathing in Dead Flies." Absolutely, you know, perfection. And we have not, we haven't gotten out of the molest zone. It's been yes, still it's it's night. We're hanging out, and it's like, what should we throw on? And just throw on some molest. You yeah, know, you're never on. gonna be we're, mad about molest. Yeah, we have not. We're we're still in that zone. 
I have a couple more on the way from input error. So those will be in uh, an upcoming recent listening as he's been doing a lot of work with Al and doing some reissues. Did input error do the macro sonic? Yep. Yeah. I have that uh, in the mail right now too. Right on. Nice. And also been listening to death Neil adaptive emotional use LP on total black came out a few years ago, but it's really a stunning record and it uh i feel like rewards repeat listens and i actually didn't play the record i have the file so i was listening to it in the car which is one of my favorite places to listen to it because it turns your car into a piece of glass inside of a junkyard or something there's like so many nice tones weird sometimes really clean and sterile but still noisy and nasty and piercing sounds on it and it's all composed really well and then these bits of melody come in sometimes and it's almost out of nowhere and sort of pushing out of this erupting noise. I really like the composition on that a lot. Uh, big, big death Neil fan. And that's uh yeah. One of, one of his finest moments, I think. Heck yeah. Rad dude. I don't know how Gray's car still runs. It's Speaking of junkyard. Crazy. It's crazy. We've had like three since you've had that one and it started out a piece of junk and it's still a piece of junk. Well, and maybe that's a testament to it. Yeah. It's the most impressive car ever. That car is impressive. Yeah, it's still it's still running. It's a Honda. I don't know. Honda, hey. if you want to like, you know, sponsor us, take out an ad or whatever, just oh, <laughs> say cool. the word. Oh, neat. Cool. I okay. heard they're big fans. Yeah, they I love heard they're it. Big, big noise fans. <laughs> yeah. The Righteous Way to Completion. 1997, Cold Spring. Great label and a label I think of when I think of this sort of thing, uh, which is dark ambient, black ambient, industrial, uh, running alongside, you know, something like Cold Meat Industry, like very similar sort of linkage, connective tissue there. And yeah, this... This sounds like it came from Sweden in the 90s. This is the final recordings of the project. There was a also a picture 10-inch, which you can hear on 7-inch Sunday, so maybe it's a little bit of a misnomer. But coming up here, we're going to discuss the final completion 10-inch picture disc companion to this piece. They were released at the same time. And uh, this, is, this is the end. And this was, I think, Thomas Peterson was no longer in the project at this point. This was just right. uh, Michaela Stavrostrand. Mm -hmm. And uh, Thomas Peterson, of course, would go on to do Order of Equilibrio, and, which is a great project. And check out all of that. If you're not already oh, yeah. a fan, please listen. We need to talk about them one day. And so this is primarily Mikhail, but with uh, Martin Solon on percussion as well. And the percussion here, I believe, is, is a timpani drum. I would go ahead and say yes. Yeah, I feel like we're going to discuss this drum a lot so yes and yes it's almost like we're giving a, a little October preview here as this would have fit nicely into our October run but you know it's a, you know hey there's it's never a bad time for something like this and in the hot summer sometimes that satanic ambient is what you need to soothe those fires you know I, I was a little um concerned when you we were discussing our recent listening and Mike used the word evocative because I had already foreseen myself overusing that word a bunch 
Uh, it's going to be the word of the episode, you're saying? <laughs> As we are discussing the righteous way to completion. T- take a drink every time evocative uh, is said? Yeah, don't, because you will be blitzed out of your mind. You already has three shots. This is... <laughs> this... <laughs> it, uh, evocative, I think, just sums everything up, because it is, it is a mood. It is a feeling. It is, you know tied to an atmosphere that is coming alive and taking over this physical satanic realm that we are in. Well, I think we've talked about enough in this sort of dark ambient and in death industrial realms where, you know, it's sort of a given now we know this stuff isn't necessarily about big changes or anything. It's about setting an atmosphere and letting something settle in and just sort of transforming your space, either your physical space or the, the headspace you're in into something different. And the righteous way to completion definitely does that in this first track, a shiny day of destruction, which is what a strange title. Super strange title. And it's a long, slow fade to oh, yeah. get to that destruction. Yeah. I, I kept, I kept begging Mike to turn it up. I'm like, Oh, just come on. Like, turn it up. He's like, no, just give it a few <laughs> minutes. Cause it's going to get loud. And it does get it does, loud. It does. But it it's just let the, let it all settle in. Like you said, just be patient. But sometimes isn't it nice to turn it up too loud and then have it like really encroach on oh, your yeah, space absolutely. and your neighbor's sound atmospheres. Oh yeah. There's nothing wrong oh, okay, with that, good. but it's nice to, give into the patience that it takes to get to that completion and that these simple, slow hypnotic loops that throughout the record, the loops interact and be, and without almost, without you almost noticing they're there though, you know? Yeah. It's a very, I use the term cyclic a lot when we're talking about this and hypnotic is maybe even a better word for the the drone on this, but there's also this sort of ringing wind on this. This is just happening and, and kind of just going throughout the, the beginning of the piece. And also I hear in the background, and this is one of the things I love about something like Arkansatani or Anad or any of these things is the, the background sounds that are not ever really like there there's chimes tinkling yeah. in the background on this but they're not really there they're just it's a weird sort of a psychedelic effect of making you question if you're actually hearing something or what you're if what you're hearing is what you think you're hearing and i i like that the in these layers whereas that could have been pushed to the forefront and made a lot more prominent and sort of taken over the piece but instead it's just there as a little bit of of seasoning on an already great piece and that leads into sort of strafing white noise kind of filtering in and and overtaking things and the chimes instead become this sort of rattling percussion. Used a lot of words that were written here because that <laughs> that noise it yeah it just comes in and it shakes and it rattles and to me it's these dead leaves that are shimmering and the, and those dead leaves are going to you're we're going to see them a bunch throughout the the album and those drums like you said the timpani but man they it's it's going to be something that will become in and out the focus of each track as the tracks go on those going to be moments where these drums are the main focus and then moments when they're pulled back 
You know, I, I think all the things that we are seeing and feeling are really just evidence of the craftsmanship that went into making this. Like Archon Satani just really what what is done well is using archetype, using words that really bring this feeling, but it's not too precise. It's just right. precise enough. Just like on Shiny Day of Destruction, you have this swirling fade and there's a rustling and it's, and it's, is it the rustling of leaves? Is it the rustling of fabric? Is it a bag? Are the bells a ceremonial bell? Are they the spinning bells? Are they wind chimes? Like you can't quite grip what, what you're getting, but at the same time, you know, you want more and it's just that overall feeling of spirituality of being this thoughtful being in a body. And I think a lot of that also comes down to the name Archon Satani. It's hard, it's hard to not be influenced by that incredibly loaded pair of words put next to each other. Well, Tara, tell us about those words. So, you know, people think of a lot of things with Archon if you want to go the Gnostic route or if you want to go like the ancient Greek route uh, or, or even the, the Catholic church, it means a ruler. So we get the word monarchy from Archon. We get the word hierarchy from Archon. And so when you put them next to each other, then that would mean that Satani is a descriptor. So is it, is it, it's the ruler next to Satan? Is it the Satan, the ruler? Is it the ruler of Satan? But you have these two very, very potent things um, sitting next to each other with these dense atmospheric zones and, and you can't help but, you know, engage in meditation. Absolutely. And we come to another great moment in paradise and the leaves are again rustling they're rustling outside our door and the loops start in and the atmosphere is set. Yeah, there's cosmic stirring. We have vast sounds and we have small sounds, but at the same time, what, what you're getting sonically, it's not, it's not maximal. Correct. It's, it's presented the layers Again, just really getting closer. And when it and when it gets just right at the edge of, of being seen, it just pulls back away. And and the drums are, I, I think, very organic sounding drums, whether it's a timpani or or what other surface is being hit. It, it, it doesn't sound digital, but it does feel like a, a body sound like related to the heartbeat. Definitely. Yeah, I wrote initially scattered drums on this one because they start out sort of intermittent before coming in. And also the the uh, the shaking the leaves, I wrote like a collapsed static percussion because there is a loop nature to it. It is rhythmic, but it's not. It doesn't exactly feel like a rhythm, you know, it has this certain cadence to it. And then there's these sort of swells of a, a lower register noise, not just not as high as the sort of more brittle sounding leave stuff they sort of start alternating where like one is the focus and then these these sort of mm -hmm. swells come in and that's, that happens yes. before the drums come in but it builds this nice p 
piece and then eventually the, this this piece really focuses on the drums there's this sort of nice drone that's still going on that was there when we started but a lot of the other sounds are gone and it's just this sort of this timpani going on have you guys ever played a timpani yes yeah yeah i mean not well i have a terrible sense of rhythm i am i'm all over the place I don't play in any signature if I'm, if I'm, you don't want me to be the rhythmic element. Well, well, it's funny because coming up in a little bit, there's a rhythm that feels very much like a Terra rhythm. We'll discuss that <laughs> yeah. when it happens. Yeah. I, I don't ever feel compelled to be confined to like, you know, the signature. So, you know, maybe some people play in four, four or three, four. I play in like 4.25, four. Makes you it know? really easy to overdub. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Having worked on music with you, I, I can say that this is true. You have a very uh, unique sense of rhythm and structure. <laughs> I, I but it like is the, consistent. I, I will like say that. Thank you. Sense of it is consistent. Our for, our bass player accused me of, of being a jazz musician all which, by myself. <laughs> which I definitely. <laughs> and it made me laugh really loud. But, <laughs> you know, the the drumming here, really, it really does make sense that Michael Stavostrand moved into doing electronic dance music and, and into some things that were more, you know, late night dance focused because whereas you don't just think of this as a, a beat driven album, the, the presence of the rhythmic elements, it's, it's important oh, yeah, to make this whole thing come together and, absolutely. It, and, and the way they're used, you know, I, I guess I'm struggling for words cause it's, it's so easy as I'm sure we have all discovered everybody listening to, to make really cheesy sounding drums, but to make them sound very emotional, to make them have you feel something that, that requires a more delicate touch. Uh, and, and it requires a lot of skill and a lot of thought. And, and I think it's absolutely apparent here that, that he is fabulous when working with rhythm. Yeah, absolutely. I, wrote something on this track that I think applies to the whole album is that the electronics are like gas fumes underneath They're They're like, yes. you sort of see them and you can smell them, but you almost mm -hmm. can't exactly grab them. Absolutely. They're, they're nebulous. Yeah. I, I was thinking of like the cosmos stirring and, and nebulas. And, and again, due to all of the, the material, visually that's presented too, like the, the album cover has an etching of a, a human skull and it has a rendering or an electron microscope image of blood platelets. And it has scratching writing on top of that, that maybe looks like automatic writing or something that was, you know, inspired hands delivered that those words and right. so so again you know i i guess i immediately go to that more like gnostic concept of like the flesh prison being here on a false planet um having the lie that's being spoken <gasps> the lie as in track three would be the flesh and the physical world that we are all experiencing. I speak as I lie is what you're discussing, Tara. Mm -hmm. Track three, the muted, distant, electronic rumble. I love this track. Yeah, there's that sort of uh, tectonic undercurrent, this sort of 
shifting motion beneath the sort of hollow drone on this track. This one's where you're going to be thankful you didn't turn your stereo up because it just gets (laughs) massive. It gets incredibly massive. And there's, there's a slow glowing light behind the satanic hills and that rumble going along the satanic landscape. The satanic march is going to begin. And man, that's when you really hit this peak and this real high point of the album. I did just want to point out the the origin of the word Satan, which would be Hebrew is Satan, adversary, one who plots against another, or from Greek, Satan to show enmity to, to oppose, to plot against. So that theme of deception, that theme of your road being blocked, that theme of enmity towards something or someone. But also Lucifer is the light bringer, the bringer of light. And that's what we're seeing behind these satanic hills, these, this light. But yes, it does hit this peak in this track. But then this track also goes lower and finishes off on the satanic shores with these waves that lap near the end of the track. I love the the waves of noise. And this one actually, I think the drums are sort of a precursor to what happens on the last piece where you sort of hear the transients before you hear the, the bass content of the drums. And so there's, there's almost this glitchy element to it. That's unusual. And I think that's exceptionally, mm-hmm. exceptionally true on end the final piece where you have this low resonant sort of droning sound. And then there's these sort of almost feedback, like higher tones that come in, but there's this sort of clicking that you hear. And it's, it almost sounds like sticks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something very, very rudimentary and very simple. And then that, I think at least I came to realize while listening to it, that that was, the timpani, but it's just low or EQ different or playing, playing maybe the rim of it. And then it becomes the rhythm in this piece. Well, this is the piece with the very Terra like rhythm in that it feels like there's an extra beat or two in the Mm -hmm. sequence. It does. It's almost heartbeatish, and then there's these things thrown in, and you can't tap along, and you can't really grasp it. We were, which makes sense. We were singing the beat after listening to it and trying to get into that extra hit. Yeah. Well, you know, it is. It, it does make sense. I do have an extra heartbeat at times. There you go. I have a galloping heart, and this is a galloping heart drum, and. Yeah, Just, this was this was my favorite track. I the the repetition nearing the end is great, but I just the ringing tension that that's created it it reminds me of a sound bath. I know Gray, you love singing bowls, but like just a a lovely quartz sound bath. Maybe 
using drumsticks on each other, hitting, sounds like, like the sound of wooden. It's, it's organic. I, I just, I really enjoyed the, the build of this, you know, it's 13 minutes, you know, we're walking. It wasn't, it wasn't a short track. We're walking towards the it's light. We're walking into the fire. It's the journey into the final or, fire. Yeah. We're, we're walking into something where maybe we're, we're departing our flesh we're, prison. We're walking prison. to the void. Yeah. Maybe our light will be freed and, and we can exist without the distraction. Yeah, it's a fantastic way to end and a fantastic way to end the project, though. Like we said, there is the 10 inch. So maybe that is should be considered the end. It is called the final completion. And, you know, I know we have seven inch Sunday, but 10 in French is D's and Sunday is Dimanche. So So it could be it can be D's inch Dimanche. Well, we're doing that. So (laughs) we're making it. Happen. It's not it's seven going Sunday. Work. It's D's and Well, there you go. It's easy for you to say. It wasn't really that easy for me to say. <laughs> uh, throwing inch in there was wild. I could not remember the word for inch because I don't think they're on our system. Uh, so, wow. What a release. How lovely. Fantastic. Great job, well, Michael. How do we say it's the 25 centimeter Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> And sank centimeters. But when you, in your recollection in seeing him, was it under Inanna or was it under? No, it was a under his own name? name. Oh, it was oh, cool. okay. Yeah, it was under like his own name. Yeah, yeah. Owen Inanna. I love Sumerian literature. Very exciting to like even use that. Like, what was in the water in Sweden in the nineties to like bring all of our favorite topics to one and- label? To a couple labels, my recollection, to a one, labels. one sort of scene. Yeah, to one scene. My recollection is that also I didn't know. I, I don't think I knew that he was in Archon Satana when I when I went. I, it was because of Anana. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's another confusing fact about it, which I had still not sure if it was a, a dream or a, a faded memory, much like <laughs> much like this record. Oh, absolutely. This record plays like that, plays like a faded memory, plays like a dream, plays like that ineffable feeling, those ineffable sounds that are just so evocative. Oh, yes, evocative. Yeah, I mean, Gray, you maybe. You promised saying that word a little more, and I feel that our people are not, are not, have not taken enough shots. I was just thinking maybe Gray was Inanna's <laughs> lion on a leash. Being led around her. She is Venus. She is Ishtar. Yeah. She is inspiration. She is also violent. I'm I'm into Maybe that. that's why the the memories are a little muddy. And yeah, you know, I tried to pull back on evocative. I hey, you know, we're, we're I making wanted to get it, for it now. You know, getting it back in the wheelhouse. Uh gotta bring evocative to the table. Wow, now we've really okay. Um, so now we've really brought get them it. all in right now. We're getting it all in. Well, this is definitely yeah, atmospheric, definitely, rhythmic. What are the other words that we have to stop ourselves? Definitely a preview for the focus of our October episodes. We always go deep into this world and maybe some even other branches of this world. So 
that hot summer, but you just know that the greatest month is just around the corner, and we'll be talking a lot about this and other related stuff. The summer sun brings a shiny day of destruction. It sure does. And the summer sun also brings out the scum that Gray is going to talk about over on the Patreon. So That's true. Arkansas Satani, great album. Pick this one. I'll pick any of their stuff up. It was really a toss-up which one we were going to do. But and we thought this was a cool one to do so that we could then do the 10-inch and make a whole thing of the final recordings. And, and it was just a brief time that Michael Stavostrand was was engaging in this and then went on to to mostly do things in his own name. So pick up this record, pick up any Archon Satani, any Inanna. I'm sure we'll be discussing that in the future. So thank you so much. You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years. By Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.